Depression can be a beast of a state to be in. We've all been there, in our lowest of lows, trapped within ourselves and feeling like there's no way out. Depression regarding external circumstances and things out of our control can be crippling. But what if I told you that we could help tame that beast, or at least cope with this beast, by using something like acceptance? Listen in. Here stands Season 2, Episode 3 of Imbue Podcast, and we're here to talk about depression and acceptance. I want to start out by saying I am not a physician, I am not a doctor, I am not a psychologist, nor am I a psychiatrist, but I am a person who has dealt with depressive episodes and low mood, and I have my little tricks and tips to get out of it, I want to share those with you. So listen in, and let's talk about depression and acceptance. If you are in crisis, please go to your nearest um, hospital, call your physician or your psychiatrist, or reach out to your support groups. Thank you. Hello, everybody. In case you haven't heard the redundant teaser and introduction, today we're talking about depression and acceptance. <laughs> I don't know why I put those in there. I, I think I just enjoy the extra talking time. Um, I think that naturally being a podcast owner, talking is what I enjoy doing. And this is something that I actually started talking to another podcast owner about um, lightly. She said that she she speaks a lot and it must be because she's a podcast owner and um, I return the sentiment. But I want to say I hope any everybody who's, or well, everybody out there is doing well anybody who's dealing with low mood or depression, um, I hope that you're doing okay. I hope that you're being gentle with yourself and kind with yourself and being patient as well with yourself um, because you deserve all of those things. Um, I recommend that if you're in crisis, please call your support system or call your psychiatrist. Pardon me guys if you do hear somebody mowing something outside. I have a window open. Um, but we are here to talk about depression and acceptance. We've all been in it. We've all gone down that road, that rabbit hole and been in a depressive episode and felt like we had nowhere to go and, you know, everything's hopeless and we, we can't do anything about our circumstances. And, um... I've been there. I recently came out of a depressive episode and that's exactly how I felt. Um, It's a very lonely, isolating kind of feeling and it can be really heavy and nobody wants to be there. Ultimately, no one wants to feel or be in that state. So let's talk a little bit about acceptance. Acceptance, the general definition is the action of consenting to receive or undertake something offered. Now, I'm not saying that you, you know, you're consenting to undertake depression. No, nobody's consenting to undertake depression. We are, when I say acceptance, it's more of a conversation regarding accepting that, and I want to say accepting that one one's particular circumstances are as they are and kind of deviating from one particular outcome. When we sit on one particular outcome, that is what leads to our expectations being 
you know, not met and can also lead to us being sad, disappointed, and then therefore depressed. Now, acceptance can have a positive effect on depressive episodes and low mood and and it can be something too that steers you away from getting in those places. It can also be something that brings you out of being in those places. What it does is that it allows you to come to terms with the circumstance. And how that helps is that changes your expectation of the circumstance. So if we're attached to one particular outcome or one particular way of something happening or, you know, something in particular is making us upset and we are attached to it being a certain way, we are setting ourselves up to fail. And that's not to say, you know, lower your expectations. No, this is to say to pivot and decrease fixation on a specific outcome so that you can have a little bit more, what's the word I'm looking for? Flexibility. So you can lean off of that particular outcome, that that pain that you're honestly willingly giving yourself or willingly bringing yourself. And I know that is a concept that is, is, what's the word I'm looking for? That is... I always want to say conflicting, but it's controversial. Um, You know, nobody chooses to be depressed, but when we sit down and we're fixating on a specific outcome or a specific thing or a specific way something should be, um, it keeps us from being open to alternate outcomes and allowing things to progress or to happen or to be in their own way and at their own time. And when we do that, that creates pain. There are consequences to unacceptance. And funny enough, I thought it was inacceptance. Sorry about the ringing. I thought it was inacceptance, but it's unacceptance, um, which feels totally wrong to say. Um, But when our expectations are not met, that can cause disappointment, that can cause sadness, and then in some cases, other feelings like shame. And then from there... The feelings compound, they cumulatively are very heavy. I don't know about you, but when I'm having negative thoughts, when I'm depressed or when I'm coming into a depressive episode, it feels like a chokehold on me and it feels like as if there's a weight on my chest and there's just more weight being added. Like I'm feeling like each time I get a negative thought, I'm feeling it more and more and more and this weight just keeps compounding and compounding and when I find myself accepting something, I find myself feeling the relief of that, that compounding of that pain. Um, it's a hard process. It's not an easy one. But there is a way to talk ourselves and feel ourselves out of that way. And out, of, out of feeling that way, pardon me. And out of that compounding and that weight that we feel, that heaviness. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And the best way to do that is to get out of unacceptance. When we get out of unacceptance, it allows us to be open, like I said, to another outcome. And when we're open to that, we can better navigate from there. We can pivot. And if, if when we're having these negative thoughts and these negative feelings, this negative thinking that's happening, these intrusive thoughts, those things are the things that potentially lead to low mood and, well, 
and depressive episodes. So if we're going to sit in unacceptance, it still feels weird. Um, we're going to sit in that heaviness. It, it, it goes hand in hand. If you don't want to accept that something is the way that it is and we keep harping on the fact that it is the way that it is, um, which I know isn't easy to do to come out of that, then we're going to be sitting there and willingly allowing ourselves to go through pain. It's like ruminating and and kind of rallying to to have something be the way you want it to be. And that just returns into cycles of or returns us into cycles of ex- expectation, disappointment, and then mood changes. And those mood changes most often are going to be negative. So it's a cycle that needs to be broken. We need to come out of that cycle. And I know like, and this is not like a cheat sheet or anything like that, because depression is hard. It is not an easy thing to navigate. It isn't. If it isn't, if it wasn't, or if it was easy and it wasn't hard, then people would be coming out of depression and never going back all over the place. Like, oh, see you later, never going back to that place. (laughs) It'd be happening all the time. But depression is hard to navigate. And when you're feeling so low, and when you're feeling so heavy and weighed down, thinking of even being happy is a struggle it is an effort on its own it is like psh, i'm not going to be that again i'm not that right now and you feel awful you know you you don't you don't want to do this thing where you try to reframe your mind because it's not you being you and it feel it feels in this way as if you're being inauthentic when you're, when you're sad and you're depressed and you're trying to be happy or, or trying to get yourself in a better mood, it feels like you're being inauthentic. And that, from what I find, creates like a little bit of agitation or like, un, or like discomfort, like annoyance. It's like, why am I doing this anyway? You know, and the, the, the thoughts, the negative thoughts keep coming in and that starts to become almost like a comfort. Um, it's, it's a beast. And for anybody going through it right now, I hear you. I feel you. I've been there. I, I know how it feels. And just remember, and I know how corny and I know how cliche this is, but this too shall pass. You've been out of it before. You'll be out of it again. It is not a forever thing. It is not a you're stuck there thing. You will come out of it. And one of the things that you can use is acceptance. And acceptance is a tool and it can be used again for prevention or as a coping mechanism during depression. Okay? It can help relieve us of what hurts us. And what hurts us is expectation. When you're using acceptance, it's kind of like, I guess my example would be, my best example would be, and this is for me personally, um, my dog, as I've spoken about in other other casts, um, is in a kennel and I haven't seen him for almost a year. 
um, because I was going through this and I was deluded and I wasn't myself. And um, I would get, before, in my last depressive episode, I would get these intrusive thoughts of, you know, like, I miss Caillou. It's a feeling, but it's a thought too. And it would be one weight. Then it would be like money, another weight. Then it would be like, what do I, like lifestyle, another weight. When is this housing thing, not housing, but like I'm working with the government to, with a mental health program to get myself back into a home, get myself back into living by myself. Um, it's, 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 it's the government, so it takes long. <laughs> Let's just say that. I am stowing my frustration. Um, and But then what would come in would be, it's taking forever. And it would be one weight after the other. And my expectation would be, this happens right away. I see my dog tomorrow. Um, money and everything is not a worry. It's not a concern. And like I make a good living don't get me wrong and this program is going to be very helpful but I want to be in a place honestly let me tell you my dream I'm digressing so much here like so much but my dream is to live in a tiny house I absolutely love and obsess and am obsessed with tiny houses um I love everything that they signify I like I love the fact that you're getting out of the rent trap you're getting out of the mortgage trap i love that you're you know able to live like live a more holistic life and even oh bless you cat even a <laughs> cat his name is blue and even like go off of like go off off grid i i love all of it and i can see myself living that lifestyle and with my dog um out in the middle of nowhere um just enjoying life that is my dream. And when I know that that's not something that I can have right away, that, that brings me, that brings me some kind of sadness. I know it sounds like a pipe dream, but it brings me some kind of sadness because it's far away and it makes me feel far away from it. But I have to accept that it's something that I have to work towards that it's something that's going to take time, that it's something that can happen, but it's not necessarily going to be in my control. And I say say this in a certain way, in my control in a certain way as to when it happens, but at the same time, it is. So when we talk about accepting something, we're not consenting to depression and just sitting there. We're pivoting. We're also acknowledging other alternate outcomes and timings. And we're also thinking to ourselves how we can enact change on this outcome and when it happens. So I can't necessarily right now control when I'll be in a tiny house. (laughs) You know, I know I can say I know how funny it sounds. I can't necessarily control exactly when that's going to happen. But at the same time, I can play a huge hand in it by saving, by watching informationals, by understanding what would be needed, by looking at different things to do with it, like seeing if I can find places that, like, um, what do they call it, rehomes, or I think they're called rehomes or something like that, but like 
like where they have cheap parts or, you know, where they have um, re, re, things that you can reclaim. And I could start building a storage unit full of this stuff, full of material. There are so many ways that you can enact change without actually having full control. And that is what brings us pain, wanting to have full control. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to have full control. Don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. We all we all seek like seek that in our lives. But sometimes we just can't. But we can have partial control. We can have portions of control. We can control other variables that lead us to our outcome. In the time that we want, maybe, not in the time that we want, maybe, in th- that exact same outcome. Or maybe a, a variable or an, like a, an alternate outcome. We can have hands in that. And that is the thing that you have to see as a win. As something that you can control. And you have to be... That is what you're accepting. That is where the acceptance comes in. Like, I don't want to say radical acceptance, but let's... Let's call it radical acceptance. Radical acceptance is based on the notion that suffering comes not directly from pain, but from one's attachment to the pain. I read this somewhere. Um, And attaching ourselves to the pain is attaching ourselves to the outcome. And when we attach ourselves to the outcome, we attach ourselves to, it's not happening when I want, want it to happen. It's not happening how I want it to happen. It doesn't look the way that it should. I don't look the way that I should. I hate myself. I don't like the way I do this. Well, what can you do to change it? What can you do to enact change in the way that you're able to? That is acceptance in depression. But it doesn't, it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. We also have the duty to be kind to ourselves, to be gentle with ourselves. Yes, 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 we want to achieve the outcome we want to achieve, and we're going to pivot, and we're going to enact change in the way that we can, 110%, because none of us are people that sit around and say, hey, I wish this could happen, I'm not going to do anything about it. None of us are that way. When we're depressed, even if you sit around and you feel like you can't do anything, you're not that way. You're not lazy. You're not, what's it, what's it called? What's it called? Insufficient. You're not, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Um, you're not insufficient. You're not lacking. You just need a break. You need time to accept. And you need time to formulate a plan, a plan as to how to pivot. But at the same time, with this, you need a little bit more. So I'm going to tell you my three-day formula. I'm just joking. I'm completely joking. <laughs> but there is a formula. Um, and this is what I use when a negative, bogging-down thought arises in uh, like about a particular circumstance and makes me feel heavy. Like I said, that, that analogy of the, the weight after the or after weight after weight being put on my chest and being 
and making me feel heavier and heavier and heavier with sadness because that's what it feels like you're getting it's getting thicker and thicker and thicker because you're getting deeper and deeper and deeper into the the ethers let's call it of depression or low mood so when that thought comes in that negative bogging down thought the first thing I do is I acknowledge it I don't try to push it away and try to act like it doesn't exist because you know what that's going to do that compounds that puts that weight somewhere else for it for it to recycle and come right back around we've not coped with it we've not dealt with it we have no defenses against it so the next time that it comes around because it will what are we going to do again we're going to push it away again we're going to push it away again so the next thing that comes from there so after you acknowledge okay you know negative thoughts so let's say I, I want to move sooner or this is not going fast enough I not fast fast um, I, <laughs> sorry guys I like to make fun of myself <laughs> I really do um, and it's also it's, it's from the meds um, I think it's I'm pretty sure it's the lithium that makes us a little bit slower and we you know have a little bit more um, hiccups in our speaking but um, I like to make fun of myself so just pardon me but after we acknowledge and we say, you know, you know, yes, I want this to go faster. This is taking too long. I want this to go fast. So this is taking too long comes in. That's the negative thought. The weight comes on me. But then I say to myself, this is taking too long. I want this to go faster because you're validating right there. You're validating your own emotion as opposed to feeling shame for it, as opposed to feeling bogged down by, by it and just having it sit there on you, you're acknowledging it and you're validating it. And then from there, you would think that you just, okay, let me just shuffle this away now. Oh no, acceptance! No, <laughs> no. You gotta experience the feeling. We try to avoid it by not acknowledging it and by putting it somewhere else. We have to experience the feeling. So when I think of how long it's taking, it makes me feel impatient. It makes me feel worried. It makes me feel nervous. It makes me feel like I miss him. It makes me emotional. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Nope. It makes me emotional. I was joking and putting on, but it actually started to come on, so... Um, but it makes me feel emotional. There's me acknowledging how I feel. And you could cry. I'm not going to cry for the sake of this podcast because I've promised not to cry through the entire thing in all episodes, which I could easily do at any given point because there are things that I say that get me emotional. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to save you guys the tears. Um, I'll save that for the blog. I'm just joking. But, um... We have to experience the feeling. So that includes, you know, maybe crying. Maybe you cry it out a bit. You just get it out. You dry sob. You you cry until there's no more longer tears coming out and you're just heaving. And sometimes that's what you need because you feel so much lighter after. So after you experience the feeling, that's when acceptance comes. Because you're like, this is taking longer than, this is taking long. I want it to go faster and that's okay. See how I kind of just jumped there? 
eventually we get really good at it when that feeling comes back around the second time to bog us down. Okay? When you get really good at acceptance, and it's not being bad, it's, it's not, that's not the opposite of it. This is practice. When you get really good at acceptance, and that time comes around where that thought comes back, your mind knows to say, this just means that it's taking long. And I'm acknowledging that. This makes me so freaking sad. Oh, let me just be honest. It makes me so fucking sad. Cry, dry heaving, as I would probably do if I wasn't podcasting right now. And then from there, okay. It's not going as fast as I want it to go. And that makes me feel sad. I just had a good cry. That's all right. And and this is like, I'm not judging myself. Acceptance also includes, I'm not judging myself. I accept that I feel this way. And how do you do that? Like I said, you acknowledge, you experience the feeling, and your mind goes, I really want this to happen soon. And then you know what you do from there? You gently speak and reframe the situation for yourself. So it happens, the last part, acceptance and gently speaking kind of happen hand in hand. But I'll go through it one more time. The negative bogging thought comes through. We acknowledge this is taking longer than I'd like it to take. It makes me sad, so, and it makes me feel like I want to cry. I cry. I'm done crying. Or even during crying, this is taking so long. You're frustrated. You're you're thrashing about. You're you're, you know, saying this is taking so fucking long. Duh. All of that. You you let that out. That frustration that you've been so fervently holding on to because you've been attached to this outcome, and then you say, "It's okay." that I want this to happen faster. I miss my dog. Then everything that just happened is understood, it's validated, it's accepted, it's ex- it's been experienced. And you know what you did? You gently spoke to yourself. Here's another example. I can't get anything done right. This is a thought that I had recently when I was depressed and it was as simple as I couldn't get my hair done because my barber has a sponge thing that he uses and he, and he curls it up real nice and I couldn't get the curl on it and I couldn't, I still can't do it the same way he does. I don't know what he does that, that, that makes it the way that it, that it is. I, I have no idea. Omar, you'll never listen to this, but what the hell is it that you do to my hair to make it curl and stand up the way that it does? Damn it! I love you. He's he's the best barber. He's such a sweetheart. Um, really good guy. Um, I wish that I knew like if I knew everybody was in the area where I could send them to to share cuts, um, because that's where he is. He's a great barber. Um, but I don't know. But if you if you're in the Mississauga area in the Ontario region, I guess it would be. Um, go to share cuts. 
<laughs> this episode's brought to you by Shearcuts. It, it absolutely isn't. I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> there's no sponsorship here. I am just talking because I enjoy it and I love it. But here we go. Another example. I can't do anything right. How do you acknowledge that? You go, I'm clearly freaking frustrated. No, I'm clear. And you can use this language. I'm clearly fucking frustrated because I can't get this fucking hair done. I'm clear. Like, I clearly just can't do this and it's pissing me off. Experience the feeling. You're already experiencing the feeling. You're pissed off. And you know what? Even if that means that you get all, like, you, like I said, you're thrashing about, you're hitting your fists on the ground, and you're crying, and you're just, ah, or you scream into a pillow. By the way, all, all, like, screaming to a pillow, that is a perfectly fine coping mechanism if you need to do it. Get it out. You're experiencing the feeling. Once you're done, you say to yourself, or you think to yourself, you know, I, I just can't get this done the way that he does it. But I'll ask him how to do it next time. Acceptance and gently speaking. Or in this particular case, I can't get this hair done and it's fucking frustrating me. But I can get things right. I just need to learn how to do this. I'm still learning how to do this. Because I just got my hair cut. Um... <laughs> It's the, the the ideal, and it, it's it's working your way towards it too. Like the ideal that I would like to hear, as far as gently speaking and reframing, there would have been like, "I'll learn how to do this," or "I'm so freaking frustrated with this. It's driving me nuts. I can't do this, but I'm still learning. I'm still learning. You see how." It's all, they're all individual steps, but they all come together in one. That's how you greet these thoughts that are coming in that are, because you, you're greeting them almost with a brick wall so that they can't compound brick by brick on you. You're the brick wall. You've already got there. Imagine your mind, in your mind, there's a brick wall and these, these like imaginary weights or sandbags are coming to sit on you on the other side of that wall. And you have this brick wall already built and ready so that you can block these things out. And when I say block them out, I mean so you can have defense against them. We're not putting things to the side and ignoring them and not feeling them and not dealing with them. Because we already know what that does to us. It compounds even more and it comes around again. And then we have to deal with it again. Acceptance can be... Even radical acceptance can be an extremely, extremely, geez, an extremely strong tool to use against depression, depressive episodes, uh, low mood, or even just common day intrusive thoughts. Common day. I hope it's not common day for anybody. But like I said, it's not a cure. It's not going to cure you of your depressive episodes, but you know what it's going to do? It's going to help you navigate through them. It is both preventative as well as a coping mechanism. And I say preventative because for me personally, 
I was going into a depressive episode once and I felt it coming in. I felt those, those weights adding on one by one by one. And this is what I did. I accepted. And this is actually how I got out of my last depressive episode. When I didn't get into that last one, I prevented it. I stayed in low mood, but I prevented a, dep- a depressive episode. And when I got out of my last episode, I used this. It wasn't easy. It was hard. I'm not going to lie to you about that. But I spoke to myself gently. I didn't know I was doing the rest of the other, like the other things. I just spoke to myself gently. I said, you'll learn how to do this. I said, I'm going to see him soon. My dog. I told myself, you'll find love one day. I said to myself, you're okay. I was patient with myself. But more than anything, I I gently spoke to myself. And the gentle speaking, like the acceptance is huge, don't get me wrong, but the gentle speaking is so important because it's something that we have to learn to do and it's not easy. It's hard to do. It's hard to be gentle with yourself when you're already being hard on yourself and you're in a place where you feel like you should be hard on yourself. You're feeling shame. You're feeling sadness. You're feeling bogged down and your thoughts aren't helping. Like The easy part there is to just keep letting it happen, is to allow the negative thoughts to come in, push them to the side, let them come back in, you know, let them push them to the side, let them hop back in the cycle, and let them come back in. It's the easy thing. The hard thing is being kind to yourself, is being patient with yourself, is saying, this is okay, let me pivot. Where can I affect change or enact change on or on this particular thing that I want, this outcome or how I feel about myself? How can I change that? And when it comes to self-esteem things, because I know that, you know, being bipolar, I know that especially like when you're getting your meds, when you're first on your meds, when you're you're not feeling yourself when you're feeling off and and this not even just bipolar this is everybody when you're on your meds and you're not feeling yourself your self-esteem isn't where you want it to be when you're saying to yourself i hate myself i am not beautiful i look like a dude (laughs) something something i've said that to myself let me just be honest um when we're saying things like that that are unkind to ourselves, it goes the same way. It's, you know what? I just said I look like a fucking dude. You know, I just said that, <laughs> I just said that I'm ugly. Or acknowledging I feel ugly. I feel like, a, like I look like a dude. How does that make me feel? It makes me feel less feminine. 
it makes me feel upset it makes me feel sad this is legit something that I felt I felt like I I didn't I didn't feel non-binary I just didn't feel like a woman I didn't feel like anything I felt like a like a object like an inanimate object almost um but I just said I feel like a dude or like and I lost my train of thought just like that um I I feel ugly I feel like I look like a dude I don't feel feminine this makes me feel that makes me feel like shit it makes me feel like complete and other shit you have a good cry you have a good cry you take your time with it then you walk back in front of that mirror and you look yourself straight in the fucking eye and you tell yourself even if you don't believe it in that second I am beautiful I am beautiful and what that is is acceptance it's gently speaking but it's acceptance as well because just because you can't see it does not mean it is not there read that again I'm just joking but just because you can't see it does not mean that it is not there. So then you speak to yourself gently and you say, I am beautiful in my own way. I don't feel right now like I am, but that's because my medication makes me feel like this. I don't like the look of my hair right now, but I can change that. My skin is being affected by my mood stabilizers, and I hate it, but I'll fix it. It can be fixed. That is how you go through the cycle for self-esteem. Honestly, guys, I hope that this helps somebody, at least one person. And I'm just going to say it really quickly, just so if, it, if anybody wants to write it down, after you get a negative thought, you acknowledge, experience the feeling, you find acceptance, and then you gently speak and reframe. I hope it helps all of you in some way, shape, or form, whether that is for coping, whether that is for prevention, whether that is just for you know regular thoughts on a daily basis. I hope it helps because we all need and deserve a little bit of kindness from ourselves we really do and we all need support and I just want to remind you that for my podcast it's it's here for support if you have anything that you want me to talk about or discuss please send me a dm my instagram is at imbue by krista and that's e-m-b-u-e-b-i K-R-I-S-T-A. Just DM me, because I'd be happy to talk about your topic or find ways to discuss something that you'd like me to discuss or answer any questions that you might have. I'm early in my journey. I've been doing this for, well, not the podcasting, but doing this whole bipolar thing for six months now. And... It is the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. And I still can't believe that it's happened to me. 
And sometimes just that thought can send me into a depression. And that's when I really have to work hard at accepting. Every day. Especially when things change. But I'm fighting the fight. I'm fighting the fight. I'm fighting the good fight to live the good life. And I'm living a good life. Because I'm here. And I'm happy you are too. So keep fighting the good fight to live the good life. And we'll talk soon. Please rate, follow the podcast. Because I do multiple episodes in a week. Usually about two. Um, and let me know, like I said, slide in, slide into my DMs and let me know if there's any questions or anything you want me to talk about. Have a great day, guys.